And trust me, I swallow way too good for it to be a load. We are aware. Motherfucking Radio is back on the air, baby! My name is Darian, and I have returned for another week of horror, bullshit, news, listener mail. Somebody's gonna put my picture on a corn dog and post it on the goddamn Padded Room and site. And it's gonna be amazing. Because you're gonna love it. God damn it, Jason Harrell has returned. I'm in the hizzy. Guess who's not in the hizzy? Bizuddy. Bizuddy is not in the hizzow. <laughs> Well, he put together a nice two-week streak, yeah, which is a padded room record. He broke new records. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look like he wanted to be here last week at all. He's like, these fucking guys. Uh, I God. remember why I stopped coming around. Why Why am I wasting my life with these two turns? I'm just going to sit here for an hour and a half and listen to these dick Shit. and fart jokes. God, I'm going to be. I'm gonna go to bed late. i got to be up at probably 3.30 or something. <laughs> fucking assholes. Yeah, Buddy is not here with us, unfortunately. Uh, he has, uh, talks of having to travel for work, so maybe next, probably not next week or the week after. I don't know. We'll, we'll catch up to him when we can. That's really the best we can do for Buddy. Uh, bid him a fond adieu and wish him the best, and hopefully we see him again soon. In the meantime, Jason, what is up with you? Oh, boy, lots of good stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, I returned to work. This coming Monday, oh, or no. possibly this coming Tuesday. Oh, they, no. They can't figure it out. Oh, no. Uh, the good news is that I talked to the retirement people, and uh, I can walk out the door uh, any time after August 7th. Okay. So I've only got to do about four months of okay. pretend work. Very nice. Very nice. You can fake the funk for four months. <laughs> I can I've seen you do it. I can do it. <laughs> They've seen me do it for over 20 years. Look at that. Four months is nothing, man. <clears throat> right on. Uh, let's see. Other than that, dying of allergies. I was just going to say, I am a bubbling fountain of mucus right now. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what pills I take or what kind of spritzer thing I shoot up my nose. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, this is just my life now. Yeah. And it will be probably for another month or so. Yeah, then we can go back to bitching about snow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the snow. I could breathe in the snow. Yeah. Uh, it's hot out again, and now I'm all fucked up. It's great. Yeah, it yeah. feels pretty good out there right now. It does. I'm just glad there's no more snow. For now. I'll take the si- the sinus and seasonal allergy I'll bullshit. I'll be fine. I'll be the only problem the I have cold. is trying to get to sleep at night. Because I have that weird rotating nostril of mucus, depending on which side I lay on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> I roll over, I can breathe out of this one, then I roll over the other way, and I can breathe out of that one, and then it's... That's... that's uh, ah, the plight of the elderly. I'm telling you, the older I get, the worse it gets. The longer it holds on. 
thanks, thanks for tuning in to two <laughs> old men and their medicinal woes. We're going to start talking about kids here in a minute. You're not going to like it. <laughs> right on, man. Well, we got a horror show to get into here, Jason. We got listener mail, horror news, a movie or two to talk about. Let's kick things off with a little uh, horror news if we could. Let us. Horror news. Yes, sir. What do you got for us, big guy? Only some of the best news to ever hit horror. I am pretty sure I know what you're about I to say. I am pretty sure that you know what I'm about to say. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. Jump right oh, in. It could be the greatest moment in my life. Okay. Synapse Films is set to release Trick or Treat in 4K. Hopefully later this year. Uh, one kind of insider on Blu-ray.com, um, he claims to kind of work for him. Okay. And he says it's going to come out quicker than what we imagined it to, to Very come nice. Uh, it's going to be a 4K produced from the original 35mm negative, so that's that's awesome. They're not just like taking a source and upscaling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also remastering all of the audio. It It's long been believed that this... Would never even happen because of all of the music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and not not just the soundtrack itself, uh, but like all of the references, the posters, sure. and all of that shit that's yeah. like seen throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of rights issues. Oh, geez. Uh, but supposed to come out. And the U.S. has never even had a Blu-ray release. So you were talking about your uh, DVD copy there yes. being dog shit. It is dog shit. Um, <clears throat> I have... So I have a German Blu-ray where it was released. Okay. Um, but then I also bought uh, a U.S. unofficial release, we'll call it. Oh, okay. Off of eBay. <laughs> and it the quality on it is actually really good. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. 20 bucks. I mean, can you beat it? Can you beat that price? Only when this 4K comes out. Exactly. I am so looking forward Me to Me too. I was going to break that story, but I thought it might be a little too on the nose considering our feature film tonight. <laughs> and, I'm, I, and I also figured you would probably be all over it, so I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I am psyched for that. And the reason why is because, as we were talking about, uh, the Blu-ray or the uh, DVD copy I have is poo. And there is... <laughs> it is poo. It's just... Uh, it's Trick or Treat, starring Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne, who combined in the movie have probably less than a minute of screen time altogether. Uh, supposedly, Ozzy's lines throughout it mm-hmm. are all like just off the cuff. Oh, and they said they had like forty-five minutes of him talking. Oh, nice! And they whittled it down to that. To that? Yeah, that's kind of depressing, actually. They're like, we we're not even going to give him a script because we know he's going to say something fucking crazy. Well, so. he, for, I mean, for whatever they whittled down, whittled it down too. I thought he did a. It's a very job. succinct section. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Most right coherent on. he's ever been. Sure, <laughs> probably. Uh, right on, man. I am psyched for that. Um, I'm probably going to have to have to snatch that one up. Synapse oh, Films. I hope it comes out in 40 varieties and I will own every one of them. Steelbook. Oh, uh, what do you gosh. want? Something with like a guitar that lights up. <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> Some kind of, uh, one of them has a spectral hand that'll come out and undo your bra. And if they could just do that with like a crossover to Birdemic trilogy, there it we'll is. be set. <laughs> um, how about this? James McAvoy is ready to star in a Speak No Evil remake for hmm. Bloomhouse. Okay. Now, we saw Speak No Evil. 
Um, interesting. Not my favorite movie. Uh, made a lot of us uh, horror dads really want to punch the screen. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, if uh, first off, it's being remade by Bloomhouse, which means it's probably going to be even further watered down from its original Danish, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you're going to add to it by Americanizing it, unless there's probably going to be some gunplay. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think if they if they do a one to one, basically a one to one, you know, Americanization. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if if they can throw some new stuff in there, I, I think it's got room to grow. Sure. Uh, I really enjoyed the other one. Um. Yeah. I mean, and I really like James McAvoy. I do. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that he's a he's a great actor. Uh, here's something that I know Coop Newcomb and our main man Alan are very excited for. Yeah. Hold on to your seats, gentlemen. <clears throat> Only uh, thir- uh, close to f- close to fifty years in the making. Demon Wind Two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Serpent's Coil. Has uh, just begun principal photography. Very good. Have you made it through Demon Wind? I've never even started. So, oh, wow. so uh, on the padded room um, website, uh-huh. uh, Alan had mentioned Demon Wind as conceivably the worst movie. And I'm like, you know what? I, I just need to watch it. He's like, don't do it. It it'll skull fuck you and then shit in the hole. I well, <laughs> that's a bit harsh. I think. <laughs> It's a very silly fucking movie. Yeah. It is a ridiculous, half-ass kind of knockoff of uh, Evil Dead that takes some very ridiculous turns. Yeah. So, lauded by many to be the worst film ever made, the worst horror film ever made. That's a bold statement. It is. But, I mean, this one is so full of horse shit that I could conceivably see it. But... Now so bad it's bad or so bad it's good. I was just going to say, now we're stepping into that that realm of so bad it could possibly be good, but uh, I guess that's really in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. But you did just pick uh, this week's Immersion Therapy, Jason. Oh, so, nice. So well done. Well, good. <laughs> uh, Scream the Board Game mm-hmm. is being released by Funko this fall. I've got a shelf full of horror board games, most of which have... Uh, Instruction manuals the size of a issue of Maxim magazine. <laughs> so I, I, I got to stop. I, I realize I have a problem. So you're not going to get that. I'm one. probably going to get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you stood your ground I did. for one and a half I, seconds. I understand that I have a problem. I bet with this, I bet with a scream game, it's going to be much like the movie where no matter what cha- what you change up, it's the same game over and over and over and over. You're probably going to find out halfway down, halfway through the board game that you are the killer, <laughs> and you don't even understand why. Sure, what, a divorce? What? I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, what else we have here? Allegoria themed horror masks being released by Trick or, Trick or Treat Studios this Halloween. Uh, they've got two of them coming out. One of them is going to be the black paint uh, fiend, or whatever you want to call that individual. The other one is going to be the possessed female. So, I'm not a mask guy, but if I was, I like a few. I like a few, um, but not many. Which, if what, what's your your fantasy mask? Well, I'd like to have all three from Season of the Witch. I get that. Yeah, so, and really, that's about it. That's pretty dope. Um, Unless I could have a screen used Jason Voorhees. Well, screen used in, in <laughs> something you're actually going to wear around the house are two different things. Yeah, I don't see myself trucking around the house in every, many masks. I, I, every, Sarah probably wish I would. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, every year at the rib cook-off, that guy with the fiber mm-hmm. glass yeah. masks shows up. I make it a point to go pay him a visit and mm-hmm. buy at least two every year. I got Pennywise. I got Ghostface. I got a, a got bunch of... Uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, like a couple of video game characters. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure where they're from. But uh, periodically, I put them on to scare the kids. Yeah. I just like to keep them on their toes. Well, good That's probably going to come up in therapy later, probably. In, later in life. <laughs> uh, lastly, Netflix has announced a uh, new supernatural horror series called The Burrows. I look forward to its cancellation next year. It's it's by the creators of Stranger Things. Okay. So if they push it hard enough... Netflix can be very stubborn when it comes to, you know, they'll, they'll take a shit show and just keep shoving it down our throats until we all unanimously decide to like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they do that, but then they'll put out something good and then out of nowhere just cancel it for no reason. <laughs> take that. Yeah. Fuck fuckers. yourselves. Go do, I, ah, how does disappointment taste, you bitch? <laughs> That's all we got on the uh, horror news there, Jason. How about some listener mail? Let's go. Listener mail. Yes, sir, Jason Harrell. Mm-hmm. We have emails, voicemails, all kinds of fun things happening, coming at us. Uh, let's start things off right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Subject line, cheese graters. Woohoo! I like some shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. I'll take it on a taco. Uh, I'll take it on a uh, like a burrito bowl situation. I'm I, trying to watch my carbs, though. I think I know what he's going to say. I got a pretty and good idea. it's probably not something you want to put on a taco. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Okay. I'm very open-minded when it comes to my tacos. <laughs> Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well. I made it in tonight. Glad to hear Buddy back again. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you, cowboy. Don't have much much since I'm still working six-day weeks and 12-hour days. Did get out to see a few movies, though. The D&D movie is awesome. The Pope's Exorcist was pretty good and very well shot. And lastly, saw Evil Dead Rise on Saturday as an early birthday movie. I had a blast with it and will be adding it to my collection very soon. Great work on the new website, social media that I'll actually use. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Thank you. Right on, cowboy. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, good little lineup of movies there. Uh, I have not seen any of those. I w- I've been looking forward to all of them, mm-hmm. but they got to hit Peacock or something. Yeah, I'll wait for... Um, what oh, knock, at? knock at the Cabin uh, is already on Peacock, it by is. the way. Um, I'll of, wait for D and D to hit hit streaming. Um, I thought you would be the first in line for D and D. No, not into it. I mean, I'd rather play than watch it. So okay, fair enough. I don't know. I mean, it looks fine. Sure, I, I thought know. it looked great. That's just me though. I'm not a maybe. Maybe uh, you're like the inside guy. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather watch a horror movie. Like I have, I have hard times watching military movies sometimes because hmm. I'm like, this is just not fucking. <laughs> None of this is this is horse shit. I just tend not to because it looks more comedic than anything. And okay, I don't know. I just don't really watch a lot of comedies. Okay, fair enough. Uh, here, let's get down to uh, Southern California. Here comes Tony. Subject line: Darian doesn't deserve his thirty-one Kickstarter add-on. Well, f- f- hey, I paid for it, Tony. So it doesn't matter if I deserve it or not. How about that? 
You reap what you sow, Mr. Brock. You didn't get your 31 Kickstarter add-ons, you say. That is so sad. Where is my padded room podcast fireplace kindling? I'm not sure what he's asking for there, but I can send you some crumpled up newspapers. I'll be posting a unflattering picture of Darian every day until I get my stuff. See the picture of Darian on the padded room <laughs> podcast website. Well, Tony, uh, I got to tell you, I saw the picture and it's amazing. It's actually awesome. So don't count on that stuff coming anytime soon because I want to see more of those pictures. <laughs> I didn't watch any movies this week in protest of Darian's fat head. Uh, I've been doing exercises for my head, sir. So, and let's not fat shame either. For three on a meat hook, picking anthology anthologies that no one else did but are worth watching. Number three, ABCs of Death. That is very polarizing, I would say. With that many, you are going to have highs and lows, but it's worth watching. Number two, Tales from the Hood. Enjoyable, worth watching every now and then. Number one, Christmas Horror Story. Guilty pleasure here, Krampus versus Santa that ends up being something totally different. William Shatner is a DJ. Anyway, I have enough, I've had enough of Darian's crap, probably turning this off after this part anyway. Oh no, a mountain lion. Tony. P.S. Here's a bonus pick of Darian's dumb head. Oh yeah, we already saw this one, Tony. Cordite. Although it, it is one of my favorites. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I don't know who this African-American gentleman is. He is dead. Is he? Yep. What are you, linebacker for the Browns? He or? just popped I, I was watching something on YouTube the other day, and uh, that guy got brought up on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah? And, um, yeah, so they went into his whole thing. Wait, what, what was he, just a porn star? He should have been with that hog on him. Uh, he actually, I think, um, did that stuff out of desperation because he was, like, really strapped for money at one point. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. So, I don't know. But if you got that kind I of pay, a I didn't only paid so much time. <laughs> I mean, you know, how much black cock talk do you need in your day? I don't know. But there's one of me with my head on it. So, thank you very much for that, Tony. Well done. Uh, he did uh, have a mouth like, Thanks for writing in, Tone. Better to get attacked by a mountain lion than that fucking, than that fucking massive waker. cock. <laughs> Jesus, like a sledgehammer hitting you in the face. We got some voicemails to get into here, Mr. Harrell. If that is, in fact, your real name. It's not. Uh, how about we kick things off in the funky old south? Here comes our main man in Alabama. Hey, hey. Alan's in the house. Padded room, what's up? What's up, Alan? Everybody's doing good. Oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Meat Hook, Horror Anthology. Yes, sir. There's a lot of them out there. I don't know, I mean, just off the top of my head, I guess I'd go Creep Show. Yeah. Tales of Halloween. Oh, that's a good one, too. And Trick or Treat. Okay. Um, Very Halloween. Or Trick or Treat, whatever. Anyway, on the Trick or Treat. Yeah. I love this movie. It's a good one. I love the fact it's got Ozzy in it. It's got Gene Simmons. It does. Um, uh, Sammy Kerr, the music or whatever, the band that did that's Fast Way. Fast, Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead. I forget the other guy. And the lead singer in that band is now the lead singer in Flogging Molly. Correct. And sounds and you nothing admit, alike. Sammy Kerr, um, I mean, he looks a lot like Blackie Lawless from Wasp. Yeah. Apparently they actually approached Blackie about playing Sammy Kerr, but he didn't like the script. Yeah. 
Uh, and Mr. Darian, are you popcorn? You got That's me. That's all I got. Talk to y'all later. Well Bye. done, Alan. You nailed me. I am popcorn. Uh, actually, Gene Simmons was also supposed to play Sammy Kerr also at one mm. point, but he wanted to play the the DJ out of as some kind of tribute to Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Instead, which is, I guess, fun. I would have much rather played Sammy Kerr. Hell yeah. Wouldn't you rather? Yeah, but Gene Simmons got to sit in the chair of the whole movie. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if we want to see that era of Gene Simmons in that ripped up t-shirt. You no, know what I mean? No. We want to see all that flap bouncing around on stage. <laughs> he looked good in his cowboy hat, and then sure. he took it off, and I'm like, yep, that's why you need to wear the hat. Uh, I tell you what, how about a hairpiece, young man? Uh, let's get down to back to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. There you go. Hey yo! Hey yo! Padded room. How's my favorite degenerate this week? We are here. Fine. Hope everyone is doing well, and uh, hopefully you got two people to talk to again. I got We're one. Two weeks in a row there, buddy. All right. I'll take one. I uh, want to get in real quick uh, on the uh, educate man. I, I think I got just got to be popcorn, right? You got me. Another one of those bad flicks that I, I just got to say I like, man. I said I like that flick. I don't, I'm not mad at that at all. I don't know why, but I get it. It's all good by me. Um, anyway, on the meat hooks there, you know, on the, uh, anthologies. Sir. You know, I was thinking about, I, I can't really think of any, like, super great ones other than the, the most obvious ones, you know, um, the first oh, two VHSs, uh, you know, I like them sure. pretty well, and, uh, Trick or Treat, you know, that's, right. that's gotta be on the top there, but, uh, another one that, that I was thinking of, and I don't know if it would truly qualify as an anthology is, uh, this flick, uh, Two Evil Eyes, ah, with uh, Dario Argento and George and Romero, George Romero. Yeah. and they each direct a um, a short Edgar Allan Poe. It's only two segments, right? Um, and they each direct a short, you know, movie based on Edgar Allan Poe. I think uh, Romero does the Telltale Heart, and Argento does the Black Cat. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember that segment in particular, the Dario Argento's Black Cat segment being particularly fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd probably put those as the top three anthologies. Hey, I ain't got nothing else going on. Uh, but, oh, you know what? There is one last thing I've been meaning to mention to you. Huh. I know you've been back in the, uh, back to running again. I uh, never A couple stopped. weeks ago, I did do the, uh, Baker to Vegas Challenge Cup uh, Marathon Relay thing. Oh, look at you. Mine was only uh, a five-hour, or pardon me, a five-mile uh, five segment of it. Sure. But uh, that sucked pretty bad, man. Even in uh, even in April, man. But yeah. Baker, Baker, California is too fucking hot. That's to just desert. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling in. Hey, congratulations on the run, big guy. That's uh, that's tough action. I'm glad you you survived, and hopefully you didn't you know get the undershafe too bad. I usually finish these things with a big fat fucking raspberry right on my ball sack. Bloody nipples. It's you don't want shaved it. Shaved balls. Why do I keep doing it? Uh, freaking I don't know. Look like corpse toes. Corpse to- yeah, uh, <laughs> toenails just come off with your socks. It's disgusting. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, have you seen Two Evil Eyes, Jason? Nope. It's not very good. Oh, I gotta God, be honest with you. It. And I was really excited. I mean, Tom Hardy summed it up. You've got a more of a duet than an anthology. It's mm-hmm. just two segments. But one of them is George Romero. The other one is Dario Argento. You're thinking to yourself, how can you lose? 
And George Romero's segment, I think, starred Adrian Barbeau. Um, they, it just didn't. It just wasn't that good to me. You know. Do you think she's ever been attractive? Yes. Not her tits. Well, I mean, you, they're kind of part of the package, so you gotta <laughs> you gotta kind of weigh that in to the whole thing. Uh, I thought she was pretty hot in the fog. Uh, when she wore that low-cut thing and ex- escaped from New York, I thought that was pretty hot. She's just got, I don't know. There's something about her. She's got too much of like a dude face. As she's got Very masculine features. As she's gotten older, I would agree. Um, I think the I couldn't stand her in uh, Creepshow. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, well, the haircut didn't help. The haircut and just being an obnoxious fucking snatch the whole movie. So obnoxious. All right, my man. That's all we got on the listener mail. You got anything for uh, Tom Hardy, Alan, the cowboy, or uh, Tony? Thank y'all. Thanks for the picks, Tone. Keep those uh, coming, yeah, will keep you? Keep going. Very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into a movie, Duder. It's body time! Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. I've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. You're kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut up! We are the bay. The bay is you. This message is meant for me. How can you listen to this stuff? What have you done to your stereo? I wanted a new one. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Sir Jason Harrell, mm-hmm. we are talking about trick or treat, mm-hmm. not trick or treat, trick or treat. This one is from 1986, got 5.8 stars on IMDb, directed by Charles Martin Smith, written by Rhett Tofen, stars the Mark Price, the, o- one, the one and, and only. only Mark Price. You'll know him as Skippy from Family Ties, which is not necessarily a bad disposition, Tony Fields and Lisa Orglioni. Uh, you'll know her as Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. How about that shit? Uh, what can I tell you about uh, the old trick or treat? There, I think this pretty much. I don't. I don't know that this was the first heavy metal horror movie, but it's definitely in the pantheon of like top three. I would say. I would say so. Um, I think it. I think it's the strongest one. Ah. I, for me, it would be a very close second, possibly only to a deathgasm. That touche, but, but touche. Now, now you're sorry. I was I was actually thinking much older. I for, I always forget deathgasms out there. Well, that kind of drips into horror comedy. I feel like so. 
Um, speaking of horror comedy, uh, so that trailer that you played uh-huh. um, before this segment, I hate how they kind of schlocked it up a little bit with like, you know, uh, uh, what was it that he said? Um, he won't let them live. Uh, they His won't, let him, won't die. let him die. And I'm like, and then even in IMDb, this is listed as uh, horror comedy. Really? And I, what comedy is there? This to me is a pure horror movie. Um, like there's very little to laugh at. I mean, maybe that ridiculous Home Alone esque chase sequence through the through the high school hallways. May I don't know. I'm reaching. I don't. I don't know that. I wouldn't call it a horror comedy. I either. wouldn't either. There's really nothing. I mean, I think they kind of under, undersold or did it an injustice with that pitch. Sure. With that voiceover. Yeah. Um. They didn't really let it be known that no, this is just this a, is just, just a, a horror, horror movie. movie. I would agree. Uh, our movie starts in high school, circa 1986, where you have the standard. You know, clans of uh, athletes and preppies and metal. Well, we have one metalhead. Uh, other nerds, losers. They they all kind of go their separate ways. The the jocks are, of course, the bullies. Oh, such douches <laughs> they are. <laughs> I, well, we'll get into that because they really flex the douche nozzle on us yeah, here in do. a minute. Um, and we catch up with our main character, a guy named Eddie, played by Mark Price. Skippy from uh, Family Ties. Um, and we get an opening montage of, you know, the standard heavy metal music playing. Uh, the the slow motion pans around his bedroom to reveal just Motley Crue and Anthrax and Guns N' Roses. It's just a real soup du jour of mm. 80s teased hair. And then we cut to his daily life at high school where we see him sitting alone with his headphones on. Uh, while all this is going on, he's writing a, uh, a letter in voiceover to his favorite rock star, a dude by the name of Sammy Kerr. The Sammy Kerr. The Sammy Kerr. And uh, it's very um, idealistic, I guess, is a good way to put it. You rose above this, Sammy. You came from this town, and you went to this shit school, and you you got above it, and now you're just a... God looking down at an anthill. And apparently he writes these letters like once or twice a week because mm-hmm. he always signs them, quote unquote, the rag man. Mm-hmm. I never understood where that came from other than the license yeah, plate it's on his the, car. In other countries, the movie is referred to as rag man. Really? Yeah. I like that better than trick or treat because trick or treat doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> no, in the context does. of the yeah, story. Well, it makes as much sense as the cover of that DVD <laughs> that you have. <laughs> this fucking thing. Uh, so anyway, he as as this is going on, we get a another like montage of him getting bullied by the athletes. Uh, they break into his locker while he's in the shower after gym class, and they take his tapes and they throw it out into the the gym while the ladies volleyball team is practicing, and they rip his towel off just as the door closes, and of course lock him out there. And the uh, the the teenage snatches on the volleyball team take a Polaroid picture of him. Mm-hmm. Now, I would argue that if you are going to be bullied, this is the time to do it. You can snatch a Polaroid picture up. You cannot snatch up a Facebook post or an Instagram post. Yeah, and if your naked, pasty white butt cheeks are mm-hmm. on Facebook, that's now in the ether. Yep. <laughs> You're not getting that <laughs> Never back. to be recovered. Never, ever, ever. Um, that whole thing kind of wraps the, the following day as uh, – 
Uh, Eddie is making his way through school again. We find out he's got a crush on um, a young lady. I believe her name was Liz, if I'm not mistaken. Can't even remember Lisa. her name. Lisa. Lisa. Uh, she's played by right. Lisa Leone. <laughs> is that, that that thing that hangs in the back of your throat? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. Leslie. Leslie. God damn it. You're right. Uh, Leslie, who's played by Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. It's going to be a hard road if you're going to try and take her away from Ferris Bueller. Because there's that. Uh, anyway, she is not really the girlfriend of any of the, uh, muscle heads. But she's part of the hangers-on side pieces click a little bit. Um... Leslie feels really bad about the the Polaroid, so she manages to snatch it up along with the cassette tape and catches up to Eddie the next day. She's like, hey, sorry about that. Those guys are fucking assholes, I know. But uh, here, I got your Polaroid of your butt cheeks and your tape back. So, And then she's like, "Uh, we're we're having a pool party tonight. If you want to come, that would be great. On what planet is that a good idea? I mean, I'm, I'm not... I, I was I don't think I was ever a teenager in love, but if the hot chick invited me to the pool party, there's no fucking way I'm gonna go. What's the best case scenario? People are gonna pull my pants down. You have to assume you're being set up. You have to, right? <laughs> it, I'm having flashbacks of Melvin in the gym at Toxic Avenger Town. You know? <laughs> don't go you know there's nothing she doesn't wanna fuck you. Get out of here, but uh Desperation and a hard-on will do a lot of things. (laughs) It's the heavy metal hormones is what it is. I'm going to fuck her tonight like a metal god. Anyway, he runs home. He's all hot and bothered. He grabs his trunks and his towel, uh, still rocking the full-on metal regalia and hauls ass to the pool after closing hours. Uh, Gets there. Naturally, all the cool kids are there. He sneaks in because somebody left the, the door open, propped open with a Jack Daniels bottle. Gets in there, doesn't find Leslie, does find Tim, the, the jock, the fuckface, and all of his cronies. Uh, they're like, you get that, that 80s dialogue, I love it. Hey, I didn't know this was a nerd party. <laughs> <laughs> Who invited the dorks to this party? Ugh. Uh, they grab him, they put some kind of a weight in his backpack, and they throw him in the... <laughs> in the pool and uh leslie has to jump in and save him which he does find out he's like in the three foot (laughs) (laughs) which i got a little bit of a chuckle out uh she said at the same time i'm like that's a hell of a jump to go from just like high school bullying to potential homicide yeah murderer is what you are now but this is 1986. You could get away with shit You could like that. get away with it, yeah. Uh, anyway, she saves him. He comes out, sopping wet. And he's running through the parking lot. You know what? I'm going to nail those guys. I'm going to nail them all. Because I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. She's like, oh, Eddie, it's, they're stupid. I don't know. And then he gets in his car and drives away. Next morning, he wakes up. He's doing his laundry, feeling particularly sorry for himself, listening to his headphones. And there is a news story about the death of his beloved rock star, Sammy Kerr, apparently dead of a, in a motel fire at the age of 38, which is pretty fucking old for a rock star. Not that it really matters. I think it was just a random number they cooked up for him, but he was knocking on the door of 40. Well, yeah, but how old do you think, because supposedly Gene Simmons went to nuke, went to school with him. 
Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he's around, the, around that, uh, that, that age. That timeline matches. Even around that time, I mean, Ozzy probably wasn't too much older than that. And yeah. he was still rocking his cock off. You're, you're right. <laughs> That's accurate. That's an accurate statement. Uh, needless to say, uh, fucking Eddie is all bent. Uh, he's got some weird methods of coping. He starts by running upstairs and tearing down all of the posters in his in his room and then doing like a five-star frog splash on his bed and then kind of kicking around and flopping for a bit. And then he goes to see apparently his good friend Nuke, who is the DJ played by Gene Simmons at the local radio station. And he's like, nobody got him, man. Nobody got him except for me. And Nuke, who apparently went to high school with Sammy Kerr, is like, you know what, man? He was a troubled individual, and he had issues, and uh, this rock warrior horse shit, it was all part of his gimmick. And, and of course, Eddie's just like, no, you don't get it either, man. Nobody understood <laughs> us, you know? And then, luckily, though, Nuke just so happens to have, and this part was kind of silly. <laughs> he pulls out a vinyl record, which is Sammy Kerr's last album. It is called... Uh, Songs in the Key of Death, which is pretty dope. That's a yep. great title for an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, he he takes it and he's like, this is the only living copy of Sammy's last album. Sammy is in this album. And then, uh, I keep wanting to call him Skippy, but I'm really trying hard not to. <laughs> Eddie takes it and he's like, whoa, why is it so heavy? And Nuke is like, well, it's an acetone. It's like a, a studio cut, so... You know, it's not pressed to actual vinyl yet. And then uh, he puts it in a slip cover and hands it to uh, Eddie. And Eddie's like, oh, far out. And then he, he's like, uh, I'm going to play the whole thing on midnight on Halloween. And Eddie says, how are you going to do that? And he's like, I got a copy on a tape right over here. So that's clearly not the only last copy of the Sammy right. Kerr thing. All right, whatever. And what about those studio masters? Yeah, just saying. <laughs> uh, I, I get it. It's fine. You got to give it some grace. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so uh, uh, Eddie, he, Eddie's like all fired up. He's got this album. It's great. Goes go, goes back to school uh, again. Gets met with more apologies, and he's talking to his friend uh, Gordon. Who's like the, he's looks like the typical eighties nerd. Excuse me, there, Eddie. Uh, you need to uh, stay away from Tim and those guys. Quite the panty lurker. He oh is. yeah, he's a panty lurker. <laughs> is what he is. Just hangs down at the hangs around at the bottom of ladders. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he knows that there's going to be decorations put up. <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah, you know, survival of the fittest, Eddie. We're not that fit, so we have to suck up to the fittest in order to survive. And Eddie's like, I'm going to nail those guys. Goes home, puts the record on. Very cool. Uh, Falls asleep while the record is playing. Apparently, it wasn't that great of an album. And starts having like these weird satanic uh, dreams about um, Sammy Kerr like sitting in a flaming pentagram and speaking backwards. He wakes up and the record has actually got like some backwards shit going on. And it sounded to me like it was saying, help the boy or something like that. The first, the first roundabout. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's like, "What the what?" So he gets up, yeah, out of his lazy boy. He's got his bedroom is like the size of my house, and I don't know what how you figure that out, but good for him. He gets up out of his lazy boy that he sleeps in and starts just spinning the record backwards, and now he's like basically talking to Sammy Kerr, 
Sammy's like, you're the you're the bait. Let the fish hook themselves. You're the bait. You're the bait. Okay, so now he's like interpreting this to did, be. Did you try this as a as a youth? Of course, okay. of course. I had one record, uh-huh. and it was uh, Freddie's Greatest Hits. Oh boy, which is dumb as shit. It's a bunch of songs about dreaming, and like with like a weird little interlude in between of Robert England going, "Here's another one." Of all things to try to channel the Dark Lord, Freddie's. Greatest raps hits. or whatever. It is. <laughs> whatever the I at least tried with "Shout at the Devil" because on the insert of the cassette it said this album may uh, contain backward messages. Nice. So I did everything within my power to try to listen to that fucking thing backwards. And yeah, it's just I figured that. Uh, anyway, uh, now he's basically got like an open line of communication to Sammy Kerr, so. He kind of takes what Sammy said about using himself as bait, and he sets up this elaborate, uh, like, 5K for the jocks, <laughs> right? <laughs> Full of all kinds of fun little uh, things for them to trip on. and uh, It's like they're on an episode of... Um, Wipeout, really. What was that uh, with the, the, the ooze? Oh, uh, double double dare, double or yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> With Mark now, Summers, now, yeah. Now you have to pick the giant stupid nose to find the flag. Uh, so that he goes to school the next day. He sets this big, long, elaborate trap. Apparently, this fucking high school is like three miles from front to back. Goes into the lunchroom, finds Tim, and he's like, "Hey, Tim, eat this!" And he throws the spaghetti at him and takes off running. All the jocks start chasing him. He's like throwing chairs out to to fuck them up and knocking over mop buckets so they go sliding. The one kid slid, like hit a ramp yeah. and like shot out the fucking down the, the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then the one guy does like an ass slide across the top of a table. Yeah. He does that really good. He's clearly been on an episode of Dukes of Hazard, I think. <laughs> Uh, they hit the library halfway through the chase and have to do like a speed walk kind of a thing. Uh, eventually, um, Eddie like ducks into a men's room but kicks the door open on the teacher's lounge. So the jocks come around the corner, see the door closing and think, I got you now, you sucker. And then they pick up a fire extinguisher, kick the door open on the teacher's lounge and hose all the... Uh, the teachers, which is great. Good stuff. They get in a lot of trouble, apparently. Uh, they hung themselves. They hooked themselves. Hooked themselves like, like fish. Sammy said. Uh, Eddie makes his big escape, and like he's driving home. He's like, yeah, Sammy, we did it. We did it, Sammy. Woo! Uh, so he goes and then plays the record backward again, and this time it says 6-6 uh, crush over and over again, backwards. So he's like, okay. So he's walking around the next day at school. He finds room 66, which happens to be the metal shop. Goes in there, and he's like just chilling, having his lunch by himself. Here comes these two fuck faces. And now, here's how I know what turds these guys are. They're wearing skinny ties. Skinny ties and cowboy boots. You piece of shit. <laughs> I was in with, school with in like the dress 80s. shirts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck wore that to school? Nobody. At least not in Reno, Nevada, that's for sure. That's more of a North Carolina look. Oh, was it? <laughs> you know, and I actually found out that, and I hate that I found this out after moving from North Carolina. It was filmed in North Carolina. Oh, was it really? Like, I could have went and seen some of these locations. Oh, yeah. That would have been badass. That would have been nice. 
anyway, uh, they go in there and they confront him and they uh, knock his Walkman off and uh, they knock him around a little bit and they uh, throw him against a wall and what, uh, the main fuckface, Tim, is walking towards him like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass. One of the engine lays kicks on and wraps his stupid skinny tie. Take that skinny tie. Yeah, skinny fucking tie. And now it's like uh, City of the Living Dead style. He gets his head sucked down into the press and the, the, um, the counterweight is moving towards his forehead. Shut it off, man. Shut it off. Hey, Whitebower, shut it off, man. Come on, man. So, Eddie waits until the last possible nanosecond to shut it it's off. right there at his eye. Right at his eyeball, and then he shuts it off. And then uh, he's like, I'm going to get you, you fucker. Ugh. And then I they mean, go running out. If you saved me from getting that drill through my skull, I'm going to, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I think we're even. We're good. You we'll go our separate ways. We could have easily called this an industrial accident <laughs> and just let you get your fucking skull board out. Yep. Uh, regardless, now Tim's really pissed because Eddie just saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Uh, so at this point, now Eddie has like a ongoing relationship. Well, kind of like a, a back and forth going with dead Sammy Kerr, which is great. Um, he goes back, he t- tries to tell his friend Gordon about this. And Gordon's like, Hey man, you're crazy. And he's like, no, it's subliminal messages, but he's talking to me. Uh, Gordon's like, ah, yeah, I don't, whatever. Uh, now Gordon leaves his bedroom at like 11 o'clock at night and Sammy makes his first appearance. He jumps out of the, uh, subwoofer like Raiden style with the electricity and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he shows up and then after he leaves, uh, a blank, he like starts, he puts the record starts spinning correctly and then the tape deck pops open and he's ba- he's basically telling um, Eddie to make a mixtape of the songs in the key of death. Okay, so he does that. I miss the mixtapes, man. They would take like four hours for you to make a complete mixtape. Oh, yeah. And that was just you sitting in your bedroom. Uh, rewind, stop. Okay, wait a minute. Pining over someone. Fuck, yeah. Um, well, if I'm in a gothic mood, I think I need a little... Uh, you know what? I'll put some anthrax in there. <laughs> uh, anyway, he makes the tape and then he leaves it for Tim. He's like, Tim, peace offering. Eddie, sorry. Uh, hey, I saved your life, by the way. And then he leaves it on Tim's uh, locker. Uh, cut to later that afternoon or that evening, I suppose. Tim and his lady friend with the super teased hair. That hair... Is ridiculous. It was not teased. It was full-on bullied, I think. <laughs> Are getting down in the backseat of uh, Tim's car at the lake. This is probably, in my humble opinion, one of, if not the hottest uh, scenes in, in, in horror. Mm-hmm. In the annals of horror. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, so they're about to, they're about to have sex. And Tim's, sex. Like, Tim's like, oh, I gotta go. And he just jumps out of the car. Now, apparently, he has to take a leak. Uh, I think Tim may have been a closeted... Uh, Tim's priorities are a little <laughs> skewed. Very, especially if he's supposed to be 16 years old. Regardless, he gets out, and in doing so, <clears throat> he leaves his lady friend alone with the uh, mixtape and a Walkman in the back of his car. So she's like, well, I'm going to wait for this homo to go, <laughs> to go polish one off in the woods somewhere. <laughs> So she puts puts the uh, the headphones on and starts hits play on the mixtape, 
and she gets immediately immediately taken to horny town mm-hmm. i mean we are some very erotic holy music. cow i mean it's really just a drum beat yeah <laughs> but uh the, her her walkman headphones like glow and then this spectral green mist pops out and she she's not like resisting in the least bit she takes her own fucking yeah clothes she's off. stripping herself down yeah first. she pops the bra off and then the the spectral thing forms like a skeleton hand and it peels the panties back and she's Probably close to closing escrow mm-hmm. when I, the only thing I can describe it as is possibly Uncle Impy from uh, Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bolarama <laughs> shows up and he's like, la, 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 la. and then she screams, and then we cut to Tim who's still beating off in a bush somewhere. And he goes running back and sees his car is like jostling, opens it up, finds his naked girlfriend in the back seat. Pulls the headphones off and like her eardrums have melted or something like that, and uh, yeah, pretty uh, good little melty ear. Yeah, like that. Uh, so I, the the and the the demon's name is apparently Skeezix. Okay. Uh, Sammy does have a tattoo of that demon. All right. Um, they apparently wanted to really flesh out the demon sure. stuff a little bit more, but that's about all that they could kind of get going. Okay, but um, but not too bad, like. He looks, I mean, a little silly. He looks ridiculous, man. But I think he, he looks pretty fucking good. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, I think that would have been a he lot. He looks better than the creature from freaking Terrorvision. <laughs> uh, that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> I think we would have been much better off with just Sammy popping out of the front seat or something like that. That thing, ah, maybe a less is more approach on that one. It's without knowing that there is. Like some behind the scenes yeah. backstory on that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. That it makes no sense whatsoever. None. And if you hadn't have just brought dropped the Skeezix bomb on us, I would still think that was pretty pretty silly. Sure. But apparently, if you watch, if you really watch, you'll notice that Sammy has a tattoo on his chest. Yeah, like uh, in the in the poster in uh, Skippy's room. Okay. Um, you can see uh, Skeezik tattoo, uh, tattoo right there on, like, I think his left chest. Okay. At no point during the entire film is the word Skeezix ever mentioned. No. Just food for thought. <laughs> nice little uh, nice little Easter egg for you there. What we need is a Skeezix sequel, I think, Jason. All right, so unfortunately now that's got uh, uh, Tim all freaked out. So he goes firing over to uh, Eddie's house, peels up onto his front lawn, Gets out and starts screaming, White Bower! Bower! Ah! Uh, Eddie comes out and he's like, What? Now what? I left you a tape. It's, it's, I thought we were good. Like, she listened to the tape and it's melted. She's I gave in the you hospital. some love ballads. Yeah, man. I wrote, made you a mixtape. Uh, but at, whenever Tim like tries to rush Eddie, the pumpkins on his porch flame up. Mm-hmm. That part was pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's like, You know what? Stay away from me, okay? Stay away from me, fucking Weinbauer. And he gets in his car and hauls ass. And so far, those two fucking pumpkins are about all we have to even imply that this is Halloween. Well, there's a lot. That in the title. That, no, there's a lot of talk about the big Halloween dance sure. coming up. So that's that's. But, but like visually, it's just no. kind of non-existent. Yeah, no, not really. No decorations or anything. Uh, so now we're going to cut to... Uh, uh, Eddie goes back upstairs and he's like talking to Sammy. Sammy, what'd you do? Sammy, what? Somebody got really hurt. What's happening? Sammy comes back and he's like, 
you know what? We're going to nail them all. What are you doing? This is the first step in my big nailing uh, plan scheme. So come on, get it together. And he's like, no, people are getting hurt. Make a long story short, uh, Eddie like takes a baseball bat and just starts smashing all of his equipment. Like all of his stereos and his subwoofers and all that shit. His mom comes in. She's like, what the fuck, Eddie? He's like, I wanted a new one anyway. <laughs> okay, well, now you're... Yeah, but who bought it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to go pay for it? Uh, she grounds his ass, so good for good for her. Um, <laughs> she uh, So Eddie's like now grounded. He can't talk to anybody or do anything. He calls. He's now worried because Sammy's on the loose and he's wanting to kill all these dudes, which I thought was the the big idea to begin with but he, now he doesn't he's kind of going back on it so he calls uh roger his doofus friend he's like hey man you gotta you gotta break into tim's car you gotta get that tape out of there out of the walkman and destroy it and roger's like i'm a 92 pound uh <laughs> weakling he's gonna pick me up and snap me in half of course i'll do it I'll I'll do some breaking and entering for you. Sure, a little B and E. Not a problem. Why not? So he does just that. Luckily, Roger, the poor neurotic, neurotic clown that he is, breaks in, gets the tape, takes it home, getting ready to destroy it, and unfortunately, god damn it, Roger, his curiosity got the best of him. Popped it in, uh, hit play on the old stereo. Out pops Sammy. Uh, Sammy basically tells him he's going to kill him if he doesn't play the tape at the big Halloween dance. Did you notice the old lady on the TV? Mm-hmm. Did she look familiar at all to you? Uh, I've seen her. as She's like a character actor. I think I've seen her in a few things. Large Marge. Oh, wow. That was Large Marge. Is it really? She is like some church lady activist that hmm. was managed to get Sammy Kerr banned from playing at the high school Halloween dance. And uh, he reaches through the TV and pulls her disgusting, burnt-up husk out of... I would say that's another comedic point right there, right? Not the part where... Honestly, I don't think they meant it to be. I think it just came across so silly. Not the part where he pulls her out and she's just this smoke smoldering husk yeah but the part immediately afterwards where he's vacuuming he's trying to vacuum her up i do appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) like you know maybe pick the big parts up first i'm sure you got a dustpan in that house right raj come on you're Uh, asking a lot of that kirby (laughs) (laughs) roger is now terrified and he knows if he doesn't play the tape at the big dance then sammy's going to come back and probably put the uh raiden fatality on him too which we don't want so now we cut to uh, the night of the big dance. Uh, Eddie is still grounded. He's not going. Uh, Leslie is there. She's, I think, wanting to hook up with Eddie. So she's like calling him on pay phones and stuff. And Roger is there to fuck the whole shit up by playing the uh, Songs in the Key of Death album. Or cassette tape, I guess I should say. Did you notice the sound system they had there? <laughs> <laughs> that's right it was like a boom box uh, it was like the size of a shoe box yeah. with one small speaker attached <laughs> uh and just a just a nice pile of random mixtapes laying about roger gets there he manages to subvert uh you know whatever fucking security personnel they have there um there's a teacher there he's like hey you know we're gonna here come here comes our next big band it's uh is that the one on the stage which one uh, the teacher. You're the teacher. About? Yeah, he's okay. like, you know what, you guys are. He's got like a one of those Groucho Marx nose. That's on. the director. Is it really? Yeah. Good for him. 
Uh, he's like, well, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna not yap at you anymore. We got a big band here. Here comes uh, Dirty Lunch Meat, or whatever the fucking <laughs> the name of the band was. And uh, here comes these fucking five turds coming up there. They look just like you would expect in eighties. Um, Fuck your your Yankee blue jeans. (laughs) Lounge act to perform. They've got their bandanas on, their teased hair, their stud bracelets. They're doing great. They get up there, their instruments are all out of tune, so they're fucking around. Uh, While that's happening, Leslie is on the phone with Eddie. She's like, oh, you know what, I'm going to get out of here. And he's like, oh, yeah, but he can hear the the music playing in the background, and it's the, the tape. It's the Sammy Curse tape. He's like, wait a minute. What's that playing in the background? What's going on? He's like, I don't know. Some shit metal thing. I don't fucking know. Oh, God. He hangs up and goes hauling ass to the the, uh, high school. In the meantime, we, Jason Harrell, are about to get probably one of the most, if not the most, kick-ass metal montage uh, lip-seeking extravaganzas of our natural lives. It's great. Here comes this shit metal band up there, ready, <laughs> ready to really peel an envelope open, open on us. Uh, and then here comes Sammy Kerr reaching out of the amp and grabbing the lead singer by the neck and exploding him, I think. which sends And his, his bandmates cared nothing. They didn't like him. They did not like that guy. <laughs> they did not like the front runner. He was, he, they were going in different creative directions. Uh, his guitar goes flying through the air. And Sammy catches it through a haze of smoke and does like a very 80s kind of stand there and stare at you with his teased hair for a few minutes. And then he gets the beat going against his leg. Now, I don't know. I don't I know it's silly, but (laughs) the way that he's like slamming his fist into his leg. Yeah. There's some real acting. Go- like, that dude is in he the committed. moment. He committed. And I will say, although the lip syncing is atrocious, <laughs> um, his acrobatics oh. are phenomenal. Oh. That, that cat can move. Stage presence. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. On top of it. Uh, he just starts rocking in, like, as as we, we've come to learn from all 80s uh, music videos... Once you start rocking, the band will just pick pick you up and go with it. And that's exactly what these guys do. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. And then they just automatically know the music and yep. the beats and everything else. Yeah. So away we go. Well, he and hit his leg and established everything. That's all you got to do, really. <laughs> go out there, put a, a leg beating on you, and you're ready to go. Uh, of course, uh, like face melting from the kids. They're all chanting and having a great time. And they're all rushing the stage. Because this is when Sammy starts shooting lightning bolts out of his guitar mm-hmm. and actually like vaporizing people. <laughs> but y- these kids yeah. were dying to get vaporized. Yeah. I want to get vaporized, you know? <laughs> um, once the song is over, is about the time that uh, uh, Eddie actually makes it to the school and the kids start to realize something is actually happening here. So they're now trying to escape Sammy Kerr. Uh, he like... So I could be wrong, but I believe that, Sammy, once you play that songs in the key of death, it kind of opens up like a weird webway for him to basically transport himself through speakers, right? Mm, yeah. Because he, like, like, there's a big puff of smoke and he vanishes, and then he shoots out of, like, an overhead speaker onto the 
the basketball hoop, and then he does like a f- fucking swan dive down, and kids are still yelling and screaming. It's like an OG shocker. It's what it is, yeah. except uh, more heavy metal and a lot less cussing. <laughs> That's all uh, Horace Pinker did, a lot of cussing. Insulting people's moms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just mean. Just mean, that guy. Uh, anyway, uh, eventually they're like trying uh, – Fucking Eddie gets there, and he's trying to get everybody out. And now the police and the fire trucks are showing up. Um, all the kids get out. This is, apparently is the perfect time for a bathroom raping because that's about what's about to happen here. <laughs> it is what's Tim about sees to uh, Leslie kind of go off to like get out of her makeup or whatever, and he's like, oh, I'm hammered. So he goes running after Leslie, <laughs> of course. Leslie, are you and Eddie making it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I miss that 80s dialogue, buddy. Uh, She's like, what? Just fuck off. Uh, And this is where we also learn that apparently Tim and Leslie did have sex at one point. Uh, Consensual, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, She knees him in the nuts to get away from him. He backhands her, and that's when uh, Eddie shows up behind him. And he's like, what the fuck? Tim, we got to get out of here. Leslie goes taking off. Eddie is trying to get Tim out of there before, you know, Sammy Kerr shows up. Unfortunately, he wasn't fast enough because Tim gets uh, killed. He gets, like, slammed against the wall, I think. And, uh, oh, he gets, like, up against this wall, and then this wall, and then that wall, and then back down. Is Tim the one where Sammy, like, licks his finger and jams it into the outlet? Yeah. Okay. Finger blasts the outlet and then, like, zaps him to death. Um Luckily, uh, Eddie and Leslie make it out, but they make it out just in time for everybody to point the finger at at Eddie and be like, that's the guy, he's a weirdo. And the cops are like, hey. <laughs> that's, that's all we needed to hear. You know what? <laughs> Posse Guil- up. Guilty as charged. Cops are like, you get over here. And he's like, no fucking way. So him and Leslie just haul ass. Uh, they go down like some seedy side streets and end up in a back alley. And then eventually Eddie manages to catch his breath and tell Leslie exactly what happened with the record they've and the got backwards. A, they've got to be on the lookout for a guy in a jean jacket with a chain wallet. That's all yeah, they've got to go That's on. it. That's all they need, really. Apparently, this is a really small town. Um, very cool. So now he's like, oh, shit. It's 11.59. Nuke is going to play the record on the, on the fucking radio station. we got to stop him. So they got to get back to uh, his mom's house to get his mom's car because... I glazed over the part where Sammy got into Eddie's car while he was on the raid to the, the mm-hmm. high school yeah. and basically tried to drive it off a, uh, a bridge or something, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, now, here's a fun, fun fact for you. All and right. this may just be my copy because I have probably the shit, shittiest copy of Trick or Treat ever. <laughs> but if you watch the scene where um, Eddie's on the couch and his mom and her do- oh. do- doofus boyfriend... <laughs> yeah are getting ready to go to wherever the fuck they're going. Yeah. If you really watch this scene, there is a clear and present boom mic just bouncing in and out of the top of the screen. Oh, really? Oh, huh. yeah. I'll put it on when we're done here. I'll show it to you. Interesting. It may just uh, be this copy. Well, my my pseudo-bootleg uh, Blu-ray copy is full screen. Yeah? So I don't know. Does yours have, like, black bars at the top and bottom? I don't think so. So I don't know, I, but I don't remember seeing that. Okay, yeah, it's 
there and it's just i just think maybe mine is kind of cropped at the top hopefully because of the way it's stretched out hopefully somebody noticed it after they put this piece of shit out (laughs) and got rid of that fucking thing because it's pretty i even called my wife i'm like look at this shit (laughs) in in the scene really early on when um eddie's first hearing about uh sammy being killed in the fire right um the the camera zoomed into that little bitty television Mm -hmm. and you could see the guy holding the camera and the director standing right beside him in the top left-hand corner of that oh, little TV. No. Like, so clear. Oh, no. That sucks. I that... mean, they are, like, really locked in. I think the problem is, this is a good movie. I think it's so criminally underrated that up until, like, literally this week, nobody has bothered to revisit it yeah. or, like, give it its its due diligence. And that that's why we have this shit. Uh, my previous viewing was the first time I noticed strings attached to uh, you mentioned the that. girl's bra. Now, and that may be the, the bonus of my shitty copy, is that that scene is so dark. All sure. you can, Literally, all you can see is green fog and nipples. Yes. It may be better that <laughs> that's way. That's all you want. I mean, you know, do you need anything else out of that scene? I don't think so. Uh, regardless, they make their way to the... Um, Radio station after commandeering mom's car and getting into a battle with Sammy at uh, um, Eddie's house, and they I guess half halfway flush him down the toilet, and I guess that slows. <laughs> Take him that down. turd! <laughs> I don't know how that works. He manages to get free for a second, but then they flush the toilet again, and it sucks him back. Well, he's in. like wrestling with Leslie, and uh, his hand like goes. She like, tosses him his hand into the toilet, into the pee trap. I guess. And I've never had my hand in the P-trap, but um, I don't know. Well, I think it was just kind of a, not only the fact that, I don't think he's like stuck there, but I think he's so caught up in shorting out okay, that he's in such pain that uh, he doesn't really make a good escape. Okay, I'm sure. That's better than anything I can come up with. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, they make it after the big battle at the house. They make it back. Now, apparently this, this record is playing all over the town now. So Sammy can just come and go out of random houses. He's jumping out of windows and then showing up. at. Once they get uh, Mom's station wagon, they get into that. They try to get into it. And then because the radio is on, it just takes off and does a full lap around the block backwards, yeah. which I thought was kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, and then it comes back that unfortunately in the process of that, the cops showed up. So they steal the cop car after Sammy rocks the cop right out of his boots. And then they take off to the radio station where inside the recording booth is a full on poltergeist fucking vortex of electricity and random electronics and other fun stuff. Looks better than poltergeist. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Which is sad in a weird way, because one of those was a, a Spielberg production, mm-hmm. and the other one was a uh, Charles Martin Smith production. So, well done, Mr. Smith. Dino De Laurentiis film. <laughs> um, he's like, well, he's protecting the tape. We can't get in there. So, this is where uh, Eddie hatches the ingenious scheme. You know what? I'm going to get back in the cop car with this little transistor radio, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to distract him, and once... You stay here, Leslie, count to 100. When you get to 100, run in there and smash that fucking tape. So maybe maybe one of us will live. I don't know. So he takes off in the car and he's talking shit to, to Sammy. Come on, Sammy. You, you're, just, you're, not, you're just a poser. You're not a rock god. Come on, Sammy. Come get me. Blah, blah, blah. Eventually, Sammy pops up in the back of the cop car, but 
he can't get to Eddie because it's, the radio was in the back seat, so he's got to fight his way through yeah, the gate. kind of like in a little Faraday cage type of setup. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, while that's going on, luckily, Leslie runs into uh, the radio station and smashes the tape, and then Eddie takes the, the cop car up to the bridge where his, his, his car is still parked and uh, basically drives the car off the bridge into the, the river there and swims out, makes it to safety, walks his still sopping wet ass back to the radio station, and uh, makes out with Leslie. Maybe he walked back up, got in his own car, and drove back. That Well, good for him. That would make more sense. <laughs> uh, and then uh, that's pretty much the end of your movie there, Jason. Yep. What'd you think of Trick or Treat, sir? Love it. Love it every time. It's great. Uh, one of my absolute childhood favorites. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, this, this movie hit on so many things around that age for oh, me. Yeah. Like I was I mean, at that point I was thirteen. Okay. Uh, you know, just switching schools, like kinda finding trying to find my place with like the clicks and shit. Yep. I ended up hanging out with like the the army jacket stoner boys. Okay. So which were the long haired mulleted assholes, you right. know at the outcast. So I was, I was Eddie Weinbaugh. That a boy. <laughs> um, this movie is just so good. And the, the music is just phenomenal. The music is great. Um, the, I, the, uh, Tony Fields mm-hmm. as Sammy Kerr. I found out that he was actually, he did a lot of like ballet work and mm. a lot of like chorus line type, type productions. So making, he was making sense that he died of AIDS. I mean, that kind of, I wasn't going to go there, but since you brought it up, yes. <laughs> um, but that kind of like that musical theater background, I think really got him into the eighties kind of metal vibe and having those fucking stage kick yeah. flips and spinneroonies and whatever the hell else. <laughs> I had think there. there's There was definitely at least one good spinneroony. Um, Man, great movie. Uh, like that one jump he does, I think, off of the amplifier. He jumps off and spins around like 50 times in the Oh, air. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it just lands with such poise. And then he cra- he does like the back crank. That, that was another 80s hair move is that you had to like at some point flip the hair back. Yeah. He had that shit down, buddy. Yeah, that's talent right there. Great movie. I agree. Check it out. Um I don't know. Did you catch the streaming or did you own a copy? The Blu-ray copy. The, okay. I was just, Blu-ray. as we were doing this, I was trying Yeah, I don't to... think it streams anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't even buy a digital version. Not even on Tubi? <laughs> no. Tubi's got everything. Yeah, it's not Again, good. I think it comes down to, you know, these licensing issues. That's a motherfucker, man. Yeah, I don't know what this is. This is not trick-or-treat. Okay. Well, I was going to try to find you a place to stream it, inmates. I guess you got to own a copy. Or Darian will happily give you a really bad DVD copy. Once I get a better version, then I will happily fire this off to you. <laughs> Check it out if you can, inmates. Uh, it, it's it's definitely something you got to see. Well, let's take us a little break there, Mr. Harold. I.
inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Mr. Harrell. Yes, sir. Oh, daddy. I uh, didn't have a lot of friends in high school. I don't have a lot of friends now. But uh, my go-to was always Sega Genesis. <laughs> I couldn't connect with any musical, any anything. If I had to pick like a heavy metal band from my high school years yeah. that I was going to do a deep dive on and try to like resurrect from the dead, it would probably be Biohazard. I was really into Biohazard. You have no idea what I'm talking no, about, do you? Not at no, all. No. Nope. I didn't think so. They had like four albums, and uh, I was really into two of them. Third one came out, I was like, eh, and then the fourth one came out, and I was like, this doesn't even sound like anything. This isn't the Biohazard that I know and love. I know. Who are these guys? Right on, man. Are you ready to get into this week's meat hook? I am. Let's do it. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Top three horror movie soundtracks, Jason. Mm-hmm. Hit me with number three when My you are ready. number three, Return of the Living Dead. Is that, can you actually purchase that? Uh, they, yeah, you can buy it on uh, vinyl. Is that it? Um, no, I think it came out, yeah, it came out on uh, vinyl years and years ago. Well, back in the day. I wonder if it's on iTunes. I would love to buy that. If that's a if that's doable, I don't think it is. Like not digitally anyway. But that's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? You got. It's even better in the movie. Like as far as you know, just throwing it on and listening to it, it's definitely got some duds. But when you watch it in in the movie, right? Like even the duds play very well. Oh, yeah. In those scenes. Oh yeah. Uh, movies, songs, albums. No, no, it is not. There's like you can buy like singles of some of the songs that were in the movie, mm-hmm. but bleh. right on, man. My number three, Queen of the Damned, mm. shit movie. Be honest with you, pretty, pretty good soundtrack though. Yeah, it's got a nice mix of like uh, uh, metal, like heavy metal singers with different like electronic accompaniments. Mm-hmm. Um, some good stuff on there. Yeah, it's a very teenage angsty kind of an album. Mm-hmm. Which, while I was not, I was not a teenager. I was still very angsty. <laughs> were you? Sometimes I get. Were you, were you angsty? I, you know, <laughs> I, got, I got a little bit of angst going on, like in the lower quad area. Really need to break out that <laughs> massage gun, man. That thing's killing me. <laughs> uh, you may hear that pop up uh, again. Here, I figured here shortly. I figured I would. How about uh, number two, there, Jason? My number two, trick or treat. Okay. Um, we were talking about this during the break. I'm not mad at it. I just wish every song on that album didn't sound just like the last one. But I love that sound. Fair enough. Uh, and the the ones that really hit, hit so freaking hard. I mean, that 
That music is so good to me. I love that about you. Love it, man. Right on. My number two, Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Mm. Uh, Such a fun movie. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Well, yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Um, Ministry, uh, Rollins Band, Pantera. Um, I think Megadeth is on there. It's very metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fits well with that 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 movie, too, I feel like. Um, I still listen to that one all the time. It's what I'm driving yeah, around. Yeah, I don't remember I don't remember the music from that, but it's been years since I've seen it. Yeah. But I was always a pretty good fan of that movie. I I was really surprised how good it was. When, when, I had no expectations for it when I first saw it. Yeah. But surprisingly good. I was always a Tales from the Crypt super fan. Yeah. So I had to go see it when it came out. Uh yeah. Good show. Yeah, more of a more of a comedy, I'd say. Billy Zane, dude. So awesome. Just blows the fucking panties right off oh, that movie. Man. He blew the panties <laughs> off of me. What me are you talking too. about? <laughs> With a cowboy hat, I love it. I'd go gay. Me too. <laughs> How about number one, Jake? My number one, without a doubt, maximum overdrive. <laughs> My man. I, I believe that is a full-on it ACDC. It is a full-on ACDC. Just, it's so freaking good. And I, so I've only been to one concert in my life. And wow. It was ACDC Heat Seeker. Okay. Um, huge ACDC fan, back okay. in, especially back in the day. Sure. When that movie came out, I was at the peak of my fandom. And it's just solid. There's just such good freaking ACDC music in that movie. Love it. For yeah. as terrible of a movie as uh, it was. Again, possibly so bad it's good. I don't think you can get any better than Emilio Estevez trying to shoulder check a 16-wheeler. <laughs> Come on, punk. Come on. Uh, it, it's got a lot. I mean, it's got a lot that lets you rewatch it. So oh, yeah. it must be bad. So bad it's good. I, I would probably agree. Uh, my number one, Wes Craven's Shocker. Yeah. It's, Full it's got of, some good shit in I, there. Of all, the, of all the cassette tapes I had when I was in middle school... That one I ran through at least three copies of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I lost one just because I always had my headphones on when I was at school. And I was constantly switching out tapes. So one of them just vanished. One of them I think got wet or something. I'm not going to say how. <laughs> uh, and one of them I think I just I listened to just so fucking much that eventually just the wore the magnetism off of <laughs> broke the tape at some point. Yeah. Or knowing me, I probably tried to do that stupid number two pencil trick yep. where I tried to <laughs> fix it myself and fucked it up even worse. Yeah, solid. And even the theme song is really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, they actually, for that, for the express purposes of creating that soundtrack and that that album... They put together a super band and called them the Dudes of Wrath. Uh, they only made like two or three songs. Terrible name. Totally. <laughs> uh, it was like Ace Freely from uh, Kiss. Yeah. Um, I forget who else, but there was like four or five dudes all from these huge bands that came together for three or four songs on this nice. ridiculous horror movie soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> that is my number one. Uh, Mitch Pelegi is such a badass in that movie. Just a mean son of a bitch. Gosh, ain't he? Yeah. And then you see him as Skinner on, uh, uh, what is that, uh, X-Files. X-Files. And he's like, good good afternoon. <laughs> You're like, stop it. Get out You're of here. You're Horace Pinker, damn it. Start swinging a knife at people, will you? 
How about uh, Sarah, man? Uh, Sarah's got a lineup here, and she proceeds her number three with uh, not 100% horror, but I'm counting it. Beetlejuice. Okay, sure. Uh, I said, well, if you can count Gremlins as horror, you can count Beetlejuice yeah, as I mean, horror. I'm not going to tell her. Number two, the original Halloween. Okay. You can never argue with that one. Um, and number one, Queen of the Damned. Wow, okay. She said, this gives me a 2000s rock boner. Static X, Jonathan Davis there from Corn, Papa Roach, Marilyn Manson, Disturbed, Linkin Park, and Orgy. Doesn't get any better than that. That's what it is, man. Um, That's, that is her, man, from start to finish. That shit damned. is her. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody took the crow. Uh, I thought you were going to throw the crow I, if If you give me an honorable mention, it will definitely be the crow. Because yeah. that is my high school angsty area right mm-hmm. there. And uh, That soundtrack had more than a few duds on it. Though. That's the prop. It had some really strong ones. Some bangers. But it's definitely got some weak when ones. When it gets into like that uh, can't rain all the time. and all the, when, it try, when it tries to get all sad and melancholic. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, ah. He's supposed to just blow people's heads off with wedding rings and stuff. Sure. You know? None of this. All right. That is our meat hook for the weekend, mates. It is top three horror movie soundtracks. Get us your... Your top threes, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or you get us on the email, mail at paddedroompodcast.com, or you can go to paddedroompodcast.com, set yourself up a profile, take pictures of me and put them on anything you like. I am 100% (laughs) okay with that. Uh, Nipples, giant black cocks, uh, was it a corn dog, I think? Corn dog is good. Sure, go crazy with it. I appreciate the creativity. <clears throat> In the meantime, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week. Here comes a little What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Infinity Pool, Jason. Yeah, boy. I don't know, man. It's. Uh, it, I was gonna watch it, but uh, I thought it, I thought it was available free. It's for, not. You yeah. gotta rent it. And uh, after your raving review, I couldn't drop any money. Uh, I like Cronenberg. I like Brandon Cronenberg. Um, wasn't a huge fan of Possessor. I really liked Antiviral. This one is 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 just a bit much. Um, I can't. I don't even know how to. I, I, like an all-inclusive resort where this rich author kind of falls in with Mia Goth and her crew of hedonistic miscreants. And they have somehow found a way to clone themselves. So like the high, the, the, the big thrill of the island is you create a clone of yourself and then you kill it in various ways. If you can hold on for that ride, then by all means, go right ahead. I kind of lost interest after a while because a lot of it was not really being explained. And if it doesn't make sense to me, then I need you to explain it to me. If I, I'm sorry. Here's how pathetic I am. If I could clone myself, I would just want to play myself in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's it? Just to know who, like, who's going to come out on top. Uh, okay. <laughs> if I could clone myself. You're my- talking equal skills there. Sure. If I could clone myself, I would send myself to work three days a week, well, and I would course. only work two days a Well, week. I'm already thinking of, like, a retiree. There so. you go. Okay. That's even better. Well, you can have them out there pulling weeds or something. I don't that's know. true. 
Watched that, and I watched uh, Bury the Bride from 2023. Yeah. This is the newest from Spider-1. It's I already streaming on Tubi. I saw you gave that a very high score. I rather enjoyed it. I think uh, you will, too. I'm assuming you haven't seen it yet. Not yet. I uh, tried to squeeze it in today, but just didn't have time. I'm going to tell you, it takes a very hard turn. And I'm, I'm not going to give it away, but there is a definite thing that drops, and you're like, ah, I gotcha. You, Spider-1. Spider-1, you son of a gun. I think you'll enjoy it, though. Okay. It's uh, it's definitely, it's it's very, it's kind of Rob Zombie-y. Zomb- but without being full-on trailer park white trash. Okay. But there is definitely an influence sure. there that I think you'll pick up on. That's all I got to watch this week, buddy. What do you got? Okay. Well, we rewatched uh, 1982's Creep Show. Very nice. Sarah had never seen it. All righty. What'd she think? Uh, with the exception of Fluffy, uh, she liked most of the stories. Okay. Uh, she was entertained. Yeah. It, what was it about Fluffy? Was it just Billy? Uh, she just really hates, no, she just really thinks that Fluffy looked retarded. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that because you don't, other than it being some kind of an Arctic creature, you really have no idea what the shit it is. Yeah. It kind of looks monkey like. Yeah. But not with that hair. I don't know. No, it's it. I mean, the whole movie's pretty silly. It is. Out of, out of the first one, what was your favorite segment as a kid it was always the lonesome death of Jordy Varel yeah just because I like Stephen King's ridiculous acting and mm-hmm. no you lunkhead yeah uh, as an adult I gotta say uh, something to tide you over I gotta go with Jordy yeah yeah I, I love it I love him still he's ridiculous he is um, but I think and Le- I feel for the guy Leslie Nielsen as a villain though is just oh he does great so Come on, Harry! You gotta hold your breath. Uh, we watched Bones and All. Okay. Um, do you know anything about this movie? I do not. No, I won't say anything. Okay. Um, it's a very good movie. Okay. Is it I, a horror? Movie? But I don't think it's your speed. Okay. Fair enough. It is definitely. It's more something than horror. Okay. But the horror it does very well. Cool. Um, It's more romance. Oh. So. I I could do it. Okay. Um, It's actually a really good movie. Right on. Um, And we watched uh, Evil Dead Rise. I heard good things. I have mostly good things to say. Um, But boy, they really pissed me off with this one. They, They went full Sam Raimi with this one shot. Oh, no. And that's why I, I'm not a fan of, like, you know, the the original Evil right. Deads. And uh, they just couldn't help themselves. <laughs> just couldn't fucking help themselves. Whoa. When I sit down and I'm watching a horror movie, I don't want your levity. I don't want your fucking comedy. <laughs> I don't want your zany little camera shot. Okay. And they just had to squeeze one in for fan sake. Uh, you know, that's what I was going to say. It's the, It's there for us. Give me a break. Took me. I was so angry. Oh, so it that angry. Bad, really? Because, dude, it was nonstop. Really? To that very moment, and then boom. And then, okay, now you're just stupid. <laughs> because, for even with its shortcomings, it's yeah. an absolute horror movie, nice. which is why I love the 2013. Right. Because it's pure horror. Yeah. No fucking joking around. This one was until it wasn't. Oh. Now it. 
immediately went right back. Okay. But I was, you know, quite angry by that moment. I get it. Um, it's definitely got some holes in it. Okay. Yeah, it's got some some plot holes. Is there, without giving too much away, is there anything tying this into the original, any of the Evil Dead franchise? Only uh, the thing that all of them share. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, right. no, nothing directly linking one to the next. Okay. I got you. So, right that's on. it. Okay. How about some immersion therapy then, tough guy? Hope you're ready to gay the place up. Immersion therapy. I don't know that this is a horror film. No. Velvet Buzzsaw from 2019. Um, I feel like the premise is somewhat horror adjacent. If I'm not, I could be completely off base. I'm not smart enough to understand most of these movies. What I gathered was a series of cursed paintings that were found and are being, you know, handed from one dealer to one critic to another dealer to another critic. And really what we end up with is a satirical look at the L.A. art scene, I would imagine, and the weird ambiguities thereof. Um, it's fine. It's not a I don't think it's a horror movie. No, if I mean, you could take this same story and I'm sure I'm sure we've seen it, hmm. um, and tell it from a purely horror standpoint. Sure. But this had so much uh, black comedy mm-hmm. and yeah, satire mm-hmm. laid on top of it Yeah, that um, it just completely took away from any bit of horror that was there. Yeah, I would agree. Like, it, it just seemed like a side note. I wouldn't call it a bad show. No. But if you're looking for a horror movie... Go somewhere else. Yeah, go somewhere this else. This is not frightening. It's if you're not looking disturbing. to see Jake Gyllenhaal mostly naked, uh, here you go. There you have it. Well done. And possibly getting down with a dude. Um, well, you could see that in Brokeback Mountain, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, by the end of it, I gave it, I had to round up to like a six because it wasn't like a wow. five. Okay. Um, I thought there was enough there. I thought um, parts of the end was good enough to kind of bring it back because I was really starting to tap out. Sure, yeah. Uh, but it kind of had an uptick right there at the end. Yeah, I get that. I think it's fine. It's something to see if you're curious. Um, like I said, don't expect anything disturbing or frightening. Or um, I got, There was a couple of chuckles I got out of it here and there. but I really didn't understand the title. Like Me neither. I'm like, okay, why is it called this? And then they... You know, they made reference to the title. Right. I'm like, okay, but why name the whole movie after that? So at least at the very end, when that came into play, um, I'm like, okay, I kind of like that. So that's actually (laughs) what brought it back up. Okay, fair enough. It's fine. Um, Like I said, you got to be in the mood for that sort of thing. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Demon Wind from 1985. You can find this bad guy streaming on Shudder presently. Feel free to watch it with or without the Joe Bob commentary. Mind you, if you watch Joe Bob's version, it runs about three hours. So there's that. Alan, Cooper, 
Jason, all three of you can take turns punching me in the face next week. Okay. Uh, other than that, I think it's time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week, Jason. I am an aspiring film student getting ready to finish my master's thesis. In order to do so, I have to complete a group project with the rest of the class. We are going to put on a late-night horror feature tribute, in a weird way, to the William Castle movies of the 50s and 60s, complete with electrified seats, weird smells that we're going to drop into the theater, big swinging props of giant mosquito things. It's going to be great. Uh, Unfortunately, the theater we're doing it in has a bit of a history, and some weirdo film cult from the early 80s came here and did a big suicide pact, and now I think one or two of those surviving cult members is lurking about. I am, of course, Popcorn. Have you ever seen Popcorn? Can't swear. Um, I think I've seen it, but it just didn't stick with me. It felt like a very earnest attempt to jumpstart a franchise. 80s slasher. Full of fun gimmicks, um, just never win yeah, anymore. I'm really sure that I've seen it. But... I, I'm sure if I showed you some clips, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that one. Everybody's seen it. Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am the host of a popular reality TV show, Ghost Hunting, even, Jason. Mm. And this week, me and my crew are going into a notoriously haunted mental institution where we are going to conduct our investigations. Uh, two of my team are going to sneak off to try to have sex with each other. Not going to work out so well. Damn it. And then when we go to leave the place, because I was kind of hoping to bang the, the chick that this guy just got with, all the doors are suddenly sealed and locked and bricked over from the outside. Who might I be, you ask? We do. Tune in next week, and I will drop some knowledge on you, my friends. In the meantime, I think that's about it for us. We are closing out halfway to Halloween month uh, tonight here in the padded room. Join us next month for um, Hispanic Horror Month mm-hmm. in honor of Cinco de Mayo coming right right at us. Uh, join us next week for Here Comes the Devil kicking off that whole extravaganza. In the meantime, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running if anybody's interested. Support.paddedroompodcast.com is where you find that link. Or you can just go to paddedroompodcast.com. Check out all the uh, fun pictures and stuff there that Tony's putting up of penises with my face on it. You're going to love it. All that shit set up a profile. It's amazing. Uh, anything else on the week, my friend? That's all I got. Alrighty. For Jason Harrell, uh, penises with my face on them. <laughs> Those are just called penises. I, I mean, I do bear a striking resemblance. <laughs> uh, haunted mental institutions, Hispanic horror, being halfway to Halloween, and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye-bye.